amazing episode of the business growth advantage show i'm here today with one of my favorite people on the planet and i mean that very genuinely she's going to be one of your favorites too everybody welcome chiffon myers chiffon thank you so much for coming on man of course of course i'm super excited you guys chiffon is a fellow coach with me for an amazing program that we're both in sometimes i get a little jealous because she's like everyone's favorite coach in the program everyone always loves working with chiffon it's fine but she's so good at what she does i'm excited to unpack her story because it's super inspiring and motivating and Today's topic is really all about how to be amazing when it comes to personal branding. And Shafan and I talked about going in this very specific direction of what exactly is an influencer these days? And if you're an entrepreneur, seeing what influencers are doing, what are some things that you should be taking and borrowing and wanting to emulate from influencers? And, and what are things that maybe entrepreneurs should do differently? than mm -hmm. the, the more traditional influencers that we're seeing online. Shafan, thank you so much for being here. Of course, I'm super excited. I, and I, I swear, I'm always like, I love chatting with you. Like we always have the most fun. We, we always like sit and like joke and just laugh. And it's so good for the soul, for the heart, just laughing and having fun, so I'm excited. I'm just thrilled to have you here. And for those of you who don't know Shafan, we'll get into your story in a bit and how you got here, but you currently own two, maybe three businesses, depending on how we define it. <laughs> Tell us about what you currently have, and then we'll talk a little bit about the story of how you got to where you are. So what I have now is I own Pretty Pair Bride. That's kind of where I started. So I own Pretty Pair Bride, and it's the only wedding blog in the world for plus-size brides. So we do a lot of real wedding. We do a lot of fashion. We do a lot of style. Just because as being a plus-size bride myself, it was nothing there. So I created it as an outlet for plus-size brides to see themselves in the wedding industry. Amazing. And then I was a part of Owl Society, and we kind of started off as being a group of like 30 of us. And it was just an, a place for wedding bloggers to come together because we were all had wedding blogs in the wedding industry. So we kind of came together and created a hub where people could come and see all of our content in one place. So... It kind of got to the point where it's less and less people that kind of wanted to be involved in a leadership aspect of it. Mm. And now it's just me and I, I run it all. And we have at the moment 27 blogs that we have in it, 10 of them I own. And so it's crazy how life happens that way. And then I have my own personal brand. Chiffon Myers Consulting. And that has kind of been an iteration of what I've learned through 
starting my own wedding blog, running my own wedding blog, now being in charge of a company that has 27 wedding blogs. And just realizing the impact that personal branding Mm -hmm. and really kind of thinking like an influencer and selling like an influencer has on our businesses. And so it's kind of been crazy, this journey and all the iterations and what I do. And people are like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, but they're all connected. Like it's crazy how they all are intertwined and connected with each other. I love that you walked us through that because sometimes I forget how common some of the themes of my own journey Mm -hmm. are. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel very uniquely situated where I have one foot in the law firm world and another foot in this online coaching world. And I love hearing your story because I think it's a really powerful reminder that for other types of online course creators, coaches, if you feel like you're in a similar place where you've got your, you know, your one foot mm-hmm. in that industry of what you you used to do that you, you're building, you know, you're, you're serving others directly. And then this other one that's more broad, that's more like this online business space, kind of welcome to the club. <laughs> I love that. Welcome to the club. Come on in. We're going to give you a drink and say hi, high five and be like, come on in. <laughs> for, for everybody who is, is watching this live or on the replay, I, I love seeing what's happening in the chats and stuff. So give me a one. Again, if you're watching this live or on the replay, if you're interested in this idea of wanting your business and your brand to feel more like an influencer, like if, if you really want to have more of that impression to your audience. And, and Shafan, tell us about this phrase that we can see now below your face, the influencer builder. What is that? It's okay. So it's so crazy. And you know, I love my girl, Elizabeth. And you know, I know you know, and it's like, so we were having a chat and we were just talking about how, especially I would say in the course builder world, people who have courses, coaches, like you're like, what am I? What do I do? Am I a salesperson? Am I a marketing person? Am I a personal developer? you know, personal development, like, who am I? And I think I really learned to where, because I I went through the same thing. Okay, I love sales and marketing. So I'm a sales and marketing coach. I love business development. I'm a business development coach. Like, I'm a business coach. And I just got to a point where I was like, I don't really even know if I want to be categorized in any individual pocket. Because all of those things are encompassed in truly running a business. Yeah, you have to know business. Yes, you need to know sales and marketing. Yes, you. So I really got to the point of, and Liz and I were talking, she's like, I'm just a community builder. And I was like, well, shoot. I'm just an influencer builder. I just want to help people, like, influence more people, make a bigger impact, truly grasp the concept of influencer marketing, and I was like, well, shoot. She was like, I love it. And literally, we were on the call, and I was like, let me go get that domain real quick. Hold on. I was going to say, we need to talk about <laughs> trademarks. Oh, yeah. Um, I know. I know. I'm already thinking about it. Like you got to make sure you call dibs on this one. Yes. Uh, I, I love it. Just to clarify, the influencer builder, is that the container for like a, a Facebook group or a business? Oh my God. Is it just your name for yourself? It's just kind of the thought process that I have right now. Um, But yes, it will be since you just said that. And I know you already know all the details because you're like, okay, I'm saying it for you to know that that's what you need to go do, (laughs) Shafan. What I love about Shafan is like, Shafan is one of those people where 
you talk to her and you know it's just infinite potential mm. with what chiffon can do and i think that it's true for everybody but it's right on chiffon sleeves so chiffon you know that like you don't need to do anything and no matter what you do like it's going to be amazing <laughs> but but let's let's talk more about influencer because from people yes. i feel like you and i with our creative industry background, mm -hmm. we have more of a modern understanding of what an influencer is. I think some people who might not be as attuned to that world, or maybe they've heard the, they heard the term a couple of years ago. They just think of like that one mm -hmm. cute kid on YouTube who makes a bunch of here's how to cook food or, and I'm, I'm struggling to think of like certain personalities that you might be like, oh, that's the influencer. Like this is the guy who led the ice bucket challenge or the guy who went viral. How much of being an influencer is just like being viral, being someone who is just always going viral? I think the point is, and I'm going to actually kind of go against the grain. And yeah. when I think of influencer, and this might be because I literally follow so many influencers and my thought of an influencer is I'm watching and I'm going to say her because that's for me who I'm watching. Yeah. So I'm watching her. I'm loving her style. I'm loving what she's wearing. And I'm like, I just literally brought a whole bunch of things in my cart because I saw them on her and mm -hmm. I want to have that same feeling, that same look. So I think of influencer in a completely different way. I think of it as someone who is truly connecting with you as a person where I see myself in this person. I see what they're doing and I'm looking at it from a fashion aspect because that's where my world is. That's what I look at and I see it and I'm like, oh my gosh, the connection that they have with their audience is unparalleled. And that's when I think of influencer. And I think that's what most people in the modern world think of an influencer. Oh, I follow this influencer and she's always sharing about her skincare. Or I follow this influencer and she's always, or he, they're always sharing about their fashion or what they wear or their home decor. The whole process and thought of an influencer has truly changed. Mm -hmm. But it's also changed from a consumer standpoint because we as consumers, I will go and go to an influencer's page before I go and look at any ad before I would go to any website, before I would go to, I would go and see, okay, what are they saying? What are they saying that they're using, that they're talking about? That's what I see as influence. And that kind of goes into the whole influencer marketing and things of that nature. But that's what I see as an influencer. They're having a bigger impact just by how they're connecting with me yeah. as a consumer. That's and the difference that I see. As a similar example to this, there was a post in a group that we're both in that was about this idea of, I am working on an offer. It's going to be a high-end offer. Mm -hmm. I'm a little concerned to hop on TikTok or Instagram and do some of these dancing videos that I have planned because ah, yes. will people be rubbed the wrong way when they see that and not take me seriously? And I loved the responses from the coaches in that group mm -hmm. that said, it's less about whether you should dance on Instagram or not. And it's more about you being authentically you. <laughs> on the platform yes and the more you are you that is where the influencer machine starts rolling because people yes. are like it's not like oh this person is dancing check or she's not annoying on instagram check <laughs> no 
this person is obviously just living their life. And that's something that I'm gravitating towards. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I love that because I have so many people and they're like, she's like, I don't dance. Like, I don't want to dance. I don't. Right. Well, then let's not do that. If that's not what you do there. Yeah. And I'm not even, I'm not even going to the aspect of it has to be on TikTok. It has to be on Reels because that's all. I'm not gonna lie, my daughter runs mine. Like she does my stuff because I, I don't know, I don't even know. Like I, I don't even know it. Like I'm yeah. not even. But it's the aspect of how you are showing up on whatever social you feel comfortable. If that's Instagram, that's where we go. If that's Facebook, that's where we go. But it also is taking it to another level of that's not where you keep them. Mm. You connect with them there. I connect with someone on Instagram and Facebook, but by golly, that's not where I'm keeping you. I'm having you go over here to my blog and look at my blog post. I'm having you come over here and get on my email list so that we can conversate beyond this. We can conversate in a place where I, and I always say, say where I own it, where it's mine, because that's mm-hmm. where I truly want to build that genuine relationship not just where i'm trying to connect with you and that's the difference most people don't get uh yeah you're i mean i love that idea of focusing on the content that you own and taking that one step further Mm because i I know that we talked about this before we went live like you really are focused on the the sales perspective of what it means to be an influencer more so than marketing my head almost exploded when i heard that because i never think of sales when I think of influencers. Mm-hmm. You think of the popularity contests, but I know that you've done some digging into, no, the, the influencers who are doing a really good job building a profitable business. Yes. Know how they to convert. And yes. they're doing it in a way that we can learn from. Oh my gosh. And the thing is, is you look at some of the ones, and I know that we have someone who we both cherish and listen to and he has said multiple times there are influencers that have millions of followers and are baroque because no one will buy anything from because they're not connecting with their audience so it's not even about a, a number follow like a follower number it's about how genuinely and authentically do you connect with someone to when you share something that you're offering that they instantly oh i just want to be in her world I just want to be in their circle. I just want to be around them. I'm going to lean in and purchase whatever they're sharing, get whatever offer they're offering so that I can spend more time with them and I can connect with them. That's what it's really about. Not about the going viral. It helps. Sure. It helps, but that's where the misconception is. It's not about that. It's the effect. Yes. There we go. You better come through, Joey. We talked about this yesterday on a group call. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what was mind blown on that call. And I was like, yes, it is about the effect, not the cause. Don't come through, Joey. I'm I'm working on it. So (laughs) let's dial in more on what you're seeing these strong influencers do when it comes to the sales part. Yes. What are they doing that you're seeing the ones, the ones that are at the top of their game that are those examples of the people who have a big following and it's turning into big business so they can in turn help and serve more people. What's, what are you seeing them doing when it comes to the sales side of things that we can learn from? I think 
the part when you get to a sales and it's something that I'm really starting to hear about is this like story selling, which I guess you can think of. It's like story brands, like all I've seen it multiple places, yeah. but it's truly this concept of story selling where I'm telling, and it's so funny because I, I know story brand. I've looked at story brand I've read, but it just didn't click with me until I heard it from an aspect of story selling. I am a storyteller through and through. Like, that's what I do. Mm. Once again, on the call, I was like, yes, you were speaking my language when you was talking about lived experiences and what you've experienced and sharing those stories. That is the 100% way that you can connect with someone that there is just, oh, yes, that story resonated with me. So to think about infusing whatever you're offering, whatever you're selling into the concept of selling it through stories and connection and communication, that's what I'm talking about what these influencers are doing. Because it's not just about I'm sharing what I'm wearing or I'm sharing this decor or I'm sharing. They actually have intertwined their life what is going on with them? They've intertwined stories and things, and you are following along on their journey in their life. Like, I know their kids, you know, what they're doing, where they go, what are they experiencing? That's the mindset of the people that are buying right now. That's the mindset of millennials, and just like that's their mindset. They want to follow along with you. That's the importance of personal branding. That's okay. where these go together. I love this. How do you draw the line between that personal content that's mm -hmm. captivating the stories and doing the whole like pictures of what you had for lunch? Now, I don't really do that. Let me say, my, so my sister-in-law, I love, is, so my sister-in-law helps me with a lot of things. She helps me with a lot of things. And she's always like, she's like, Shafan, let's take a picture of our food. I'm like, I'm like, girl, you take the picture and you send me the picture. But most times, like, I think everyone's going to be different. Yeah. There are some people that have an audience that want to see that. Like, oh, Shafan, like, you think yeah. about it. If, if you, you loved have an, it, yes. then people would probably love it. Yeah. Yes. And I've been in settings where I've shared. I was literally sharing every course that I was eating because I was at this amazing event. Oh, my gosh. I still think about that food. People loved it. But I don't share it all the time. But in that instance, it was about the journey. It was about, oh my gosh, this is how it looked when I first walked in. This is how my forced course looked. But it was part of the journey. I'm not going to share that all the time because that's not something that I want to share all the time. Yeah. But it was based on that point in time I shared it. My audience wanted to see it in that point in time. And they might not want to see it all the time. And I tell people, it's about you. What do you feel comfortable sharing that is going to resonate with your audience? If you don't feel comfortable sharing your food, don't share your food. Totally. In the context of sales, does that mean like sharing stories that are about clients that you've helped mm -hmm. or objections that you can overcome through storytelling? Oh, I love your questions, Joey. Yes. It is definitely a process. And that's why, I mean, it's a process that you're going to follow because, and this is what's any social media or any content that you're putting out, you have to have very specific content. You as a content creator, we know what the process is. The audience is like, oh my gosh, they're just sharing content. But yes, it needs to be very inspirational content that you might sell. show. It's going to be 
content that's going to be selling an offer. It's going to be emotionally driven content. It's going to be educational content. So you have content buckets that I always like to call them content buckets that you're sharing that is an actual process. Mm. But in those buckets, you share whatever you want to share that's in that bucket. So if for you, an educational post or something that you're sharing on your stories, if it's talking about whatever the offer you have coming up so that you're educating your audience on that offer, share it. If it's an inspirational post, it's going to educate them on an upcoming offer or it's going to educate them on something, share it. I think that's the part where people are like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. And I'm like, if you have that process where you know, okay, I'm, I need to be sharing these things, it becomes easier. And you pick whatever that thing is. If you want it to one day be, hey, this food that I'm eating is actually something that's relative to this that I might be offering later, share it. That's how this story selling goes. It's all part of a story that's helping your audience lead them wherever you want to lead them to. I love this. It, it sounds like your approach could work very well on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Oh, but it's yeah. a pretty agnostic approach. Like you could do this on any platform. Yes. In terms of the influencers that you're seeing, are there any patterns or themes around the frequency of showing up that really Ooh. helps drive sales? Like I'm seeing a pretty big battle going on right now with a lot <laughs> of the experts that I'm following versus uh-huh. more content, more content, more content versus versus have one weekly piece of content that's just amazing? I think it depends. And I, and I will agree with you, this is a battle. Yeah. Because I think it definitely depends because we know that in some of the social media platforms, more is better. Only because more is better from the aspect and more is, I'm going to say more is variable. More could be three to me and it could be five to someone else. Yeah. It's just more times that you're showing up at, with someone in someone's feed. The way I look at it is, and I run my business all based on what is good for you. Mm. And I've always run my business like that. I'm not going to be cranking out content every day because that's not good for me. Right. It might be good for you, Joey. You you do you, boo. You do that if that's good for you. But I'm a firm believer. You do what's good for you. So as far as an actual number, sure, I would say I would love to see something on someone's feet at least three times a week. Like three times a week, I would love to be seeing something on there. If you said, Chiffon, I want to do every day except for the weekend, go for it. Do it. But the thing is, is that I can tell you, hey, it needs you need to be posting something every single day. If I'm someone who doesn't want to do that, I've already cut off. I've already shut down. I'm not doing it, Chiffon. Mm -hmm. So then you already have this resistance. When you have resistance, it's not going to be good content. You're just throwing stuff up. So that's why I am a person of what feels good to you. And yes, I'm sure there's some guru out there saying, no, that's wrong. She need to be posting at least five times a week. Great. You do that. But I think if you are showing up authentically, genuinely, in whatever amount that you're doing, you're going to get the win. And you're going to see the people gravitate to you, even if it's only one post a week. The other part I also always tell people is social is different than a blog. And I'm blog heavy because that's the world I come from. Yeah, yeah. So social might only be three times a week, but you might actually be doing something on your blog more because you might just be giving little tidbits of information. Mm. You might be sharing something here. And that's me. 
because that's, you know, that's how yeah. my brand works. I like something that I own and I own my blogs. Mm. So that is always I, I love, a little I bit love that more. Point. Yes. Yeah. And I love the way you answered that in kind of a different way. To, to flip the coin even more on this topic, when you're coming from a place of being an influencer, mm-hmm. how should we be thinking about like on our calendars, not just creating content, but mm-hmm. engaging with others? Yes. And I think it all kind of, for me, and you know, I'm a very social person. Yeah. I walk into the room, I'm talking to everybody. Like, that's just what I do. And I think that's also where this whole influencer mindset has come in. Because typically when you see, an, and I'm talking to influencers that are, for me, that are going to be doing lifestyle things, fashion things. That's just yeah. my what I'm thinking. They are talking to people. They are interacting with people. They are always like, oh, I love this outfit. When someone comments on something, I'm commenting back. I'm interacting that is key to this whole thing of connection. Mm-hmm. If you are trying to connect directly on whatever social platform you're on, you also need to be connecting in other places as well. Meaning you need to be commenting. You need to be engaging just like you would be at a party. Yeah. If you, if someone walked in and they were like, dang, she's like, I love her. I just want to talk to her. She's an influencer. I guarantee that chick is not a guy or a girl, whoever it is. They're not sitting in a corner, not talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not how it works. That's yeah. not how you create this connection and community and engage. And I think it is like engage and connection are my huge, huge words because that is the power of selling without selling. Mm. If someone's watching or listening and saying, this all sounds awesome, Chiffon, and like, I can't wait to follow you. Go to, is it chiffonmyers.com? for your consulting? Yes, okay. yes. it's ShiffonMyers.com, yes. We'll, we'll put a link up in the comments and the show notes, is what if you're more of an introvert? Like, what if, like, you don't hate people, but there is an energy drain to it? Oh, and it is an energy, even for people that are mm. extroverts, it is an energy drain. I swear, and I feel like I'm saying it over and over, but it is true. It's all about what's good for you. Mm. Even an introvert, you can engage to your level of feeling comfortable engaging and that's still going to draw people to you yeah so if that means that okay javon i'm not gonna be the one in the center of the room at a party but i'm gonna kind of be over in this little group that i have going on but i'm gonna be doing something that's what i say is it's all about what's comfortable and and i think people kind of take it like for me to succeed i have to do things that are not comfortable to me Mm-hmm. And I think that's a two-sided sword because yes, you do have to get out of that comfort zone. So you can't right. not do anything. You have to get out of the comfort zone, but you also can't go like balls to the wall because that's not comfortable for you either. Yeah. It won't be you have to figure out what's good for you. It's all and, about, and I tell people it's you, it's about you, it's your business. You do you. How you, not how Shafan does it, not how Joey does it, not how whoever person that you're aspiring to be does it. And I think that's something that I was listening to someone and I feel like that is where we are. Oh, yeah. what, they, what are they doing? Whoa, oh, I'm going to do what they're doing. Like, let me do what they're doing. And it's, I'm like- It's such a different perspective when, and my team, we had some light bulb moments over the past couple of weeks when we were like, you know what? If we just try and visualize 
what the best version of our business could look like. Yep. What ideas do people have? Totally different set of next action steps than mm -hmm. if we're like, let's do some competitive analysis, <laughs> see what the market's doing and, and we'll keep up. The other thing that, that comes to mind is I, I believe that in Natalie Frank's new book, Built to Belong, yeah. she talks about how building community is so important and the internet, despite all of the negative press that it tends to get, is such a gift for introverts to build community. Yes, I agree. Because if you're like me and maybe Chiffon and you're cool with hopping on a couple of live videos a week, but... Ideally, you wouldn't just have back-to-back -back Zoom calls. You love the idea of a couple of sentences and text to whoever. It allows you to communicate with people mm -hmm. at a exposure level or performance level that you want to match, which I think yes. is really cool. No, and I first off, I love her. No, like love, love I know, her. Right? Yes, I think it really brings up a big thing because. That's also a thing that people think, if I want to be an influencer, I have to be out there. I have to be all over the place. And yes, you do to a degree. Because if you're not being seen, then people aren't going to see, like they're not going to know what you do, know what you offer, be able to be impacted by you. But that also comes in what feels good to you. And I think it kind of goes back to, my light bulb moment for this whole influencer and really stepping into a personal brand was running my bridal blog. Mm. So I ran, I've had my bridal blog almost 11 years, about to be 12. And for years, and Joey, I tell you years, people had no idea who ran it. They would be like, oh my gosh, have you heard of, like, I love this blog. And I'm like, do they not know that I run mm. this blog? That's like, crazy. they don't know that this blog is mine. And then it's like, I started realizing like, wow, that it spoke, like people were being impacted by it, but didn't even know who was running it. And so at that moment, I was like, I have to step forward because I started it because I was like them. Yeah. I started it because I wanted to give them what I didn't have. So for me to, and I was, it was literally hiding because, you know, for so long, kind of in the wedding blog world, no one knew who ran blogs. Like, it was just information popped up, and they're like, it's magically here. Yes, and yes. now it's the point of knowing that that's a person that runs that. Yeah. That is a person that is behind that, that started for a reason. And once I kind of stepped forward, it was like, yep, yeah, I'm Chiffon Myers. I run Pretty Fair Bride. Oh, shoot. Like, someone act like you're a real person? Yeah. Like, and people will DM me and I'll, and I have now, like, I usually will, because I have people who run the DMs a lot of times. So it's like, it'll be either like team um, Pretty Pair Bride or it'll be like Chiffon Marks, like, oh my gosh, like I've actually gotten a response from you. And I was like, but the thought is, is people are realizing that there's a person behind that brand. Yeah. That is at the crux what building a personal brand and influencer builder is stepping out and becoming that person behind the brand and showing people this is me because once you do that people see you for you and they're like i want to be with that person i want to be in their world i want to hear from them i want to see their journey i want to see their family that was the light bulb moment when we talk mm -hmm. about personal brand and community and that all was online like yeah. that was all online 
And that's where that all spawned from. So it is. I love that you said that because it is a powerful, the internet and building community is a powerful place, especially for our, you know, introverts or extroverts. Either one of us yeah. can thrive. Oh, so good. You're, you're so helpful with this. I've got one more question that I wanted to ask you. Sure. That I think that, again, you're uniquely qualified to shed some light on. You know, we, we both work with really smart, savvy online business owners who are learning from the best, who are continuing to scale their businesses and, and doing businesses kind of in a right and really maximal way. And there are certain books out there, whether they're traction or whatever, that are talking about this importance of building an accountability or organization chart, mm -hmm. the importance of you as much as possible, delegating the multiple hats that you're wearing to other people so that you can continually elevate your position to the visionary, the CEO. Yep. My question to you, which is a question that I've been experiencing and I think a growing number of, of business owners are not really knowing what to do with is when you start to really delegate those different hats and you're spending most, if not all of your time as that visionary CEO, mm -hmm. meaning someone else is taking the lead on marketing, sales, fulfillment, whatever. Do the activities of the influencer still fit under that box of visionary? Or are you more of, I almost want to say like a puppet, mm -hmm. where like the lead is kind of directing your performance and saying, now you go here. Like yeah. in your Ooh, I love this is, that, is that me dipping into a lower part in this org chart and, and performing under marketing or sales for the business? Or, or is that really a visionary responsibility to be the, the influencer of a personal brand? I think when you think of personal branding, and I really think of personal branding and influencer being very synonymous because you as an influencer are building a personal brand. You are a personal yeah. brand. When I look at it, and I'm taking this 100% from experience because this is where I've been, especially with having multiple businesses. Yeah, yeah. This is where I've been because essentially what the way I look at it is I am the house of chiffon. And this is what anyone who I work with, this is where we start. You are the house of whoever. Mm -hmm. So when I'm the house of chiffon, I'm at the top, but I have Pretty Pair Bride, I have Owl Society, I have Chiffon Myers Consulting, I have anything that I'm going to create falls underneath it. And each one of these businesses, I still have to show up in some capacity as the personal brand and the influencer. Mm. That means that, yes, I'm still the visionary, and yes, I have my VAs that are over here working on creating these posts and creating this content. I have people that are writing blog posts and doing my submissions for all of my blogs. Like, I have all of those people doing duties. But I, as the personal brand and visionary, still have an obligation to show up however I need to show up in those businesses to still fulfill that personal brand and influencer role, meaning... Will I have to do some of these? Of course. I'm going to have to be on lives. 
I'm going to have to be showing my face so that people see, okay, this is Chiffon Myers as a personal brand for this. This is Chiffon Myers, the influencer for this. I'm going to have to do podcasts. I'm going to have to show up in some capacity on social media. And it might not be me writing the caption, but it sure as heck might be me having to take pictures, might have to be me doing a video, might have to be me showing up so they see me. And I think that is something that I have learned Mm. along this journey. People want to see me. Mm. And it's like, I was like, oh, no, no, no. I see all these people putting up these quotes. I'm going to put up these quotes. I'm going to put up kind of some things that I'm saying. I'm going to put up words or, or even images that are like lifestyle images. And time and time again, it was a, and it was like, it just wasn't as much engagement. It wasn't where people were struck by it, but let it be a picture that I took when I was on, you know, we were doing a weekend getaway in Newport beach. And I swear, I was like, I was like, babe, come on now. It's the husband. Cause you know, he'd be taking the pictures, but he took a picture and it was so, I was like, ah, this picture, I was like, I don't even really, I just, it was literally fuzzy because he's not really an inside. And so I shared it because I was like, I'm going to post a picture. Oh my gosh. It slayed because it was me. And you saw my smile and you saw like just where I was. And it's like, that's when I realized that I do have to step forward as that personal brand and influencer, even though people are doing other jobs. Yeah. You still have to have that mindset that I will have to do lives. I will have to do podcasts. I will have to be visible in whatever that visibility looks like mm. in your business. But that's that separation. You have Good people point. that do things, but you still have to step forward as that personal brand or influencer. Mm. This is so good. I love that answer. It's almost like, I don't want to say an alter ego, but it, it is kind of a, I'm not being the CEO. <laughs> and I'm, be, I'm not, I'm being the, I forget Beyonce's, Alter ego. Fiance, is she? No, she. I girl, I can't. Sasha Fierce, right? Sasha Fierce. Yes, that's what it is. Yes, it's it's like it's still going to be genuine, but it's just like that. I'm not wearing the hat of the owner of this company. Yes. When I come down and and I'm doing this important work for the business. Yes, and it is because, and I think that's that disconnect. And I saw in the when I was doing wedding vlogging, people like, oh no 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 no, they don't want to see me. They don't want to see me. And then I realized like, oh shoot, they actually want to see me. They want to see me. What we're seeing is the the business owners who are tapping into the influencer space Mm -hmm. are really capturing this sense of we are creating fans, not followers. And, And it requires you to be a personal brand to create those fans that uh, a non-human brand can't have. Yes. And I think you brought up a huge, I'm writing down because that was a good one. Good takeaway. That was a good one. I think that then becomes, you see the brands, the businesses that are just trying to get the followers. There's a difference. If you put two side by side, this is a company or a brand or business that just wants butts and seats. I just want followers. I just want button seats. They show up differently. It's a different feed that you see. It's a different feel on their site. You will be marketed to and sold to totally different than if you see a brand where I am creating fans that 
actually are not just butts and seats, but are people that I connect with, that I engage with, that I've built a community around. It's a difference. And that's that influencer, personal brand builder mindset. Shafan, you are so good at this. Again, anybody who wants to take this a couple steps further, I know Shafan does one-to-one coaching. She only has a couple more spots left, but she's such a generous person. We mentioned that she is pretty active on Instagram. Send her a DM and and fangirl or fanboy out when she responds to you. (laughs) Um, Shafan, thank you so, so much for your time. Of course, of course. This is wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. And everybody else, I'll catch you next week. See you guys. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Business Growth Advantage with me, Joey C. Vitale. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see y'all next week. Learn the-